Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girlbomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All right, welcome to episode 157 of the Bobbycast, which this one was uh, is kind of special to me because well, I didn't really know this was going to happen until I was talking to Sasha and I was like, you guys got to come up and we'll just we'll go get some food, but you guys can come do what I do for a second. So I'm glad you guys are here. Sasha and Emma are here. Yeah. Yes. Which I will say this, that I liked you guys separately before I even knew you guys were married. Huh? When did Dancing you know we stars. were married? I don't remember. So I didn't know Sasha for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emma, I knew you because when we first started training here in Nashville on my season, you were also in Nashville with John. And so when yeah. I was with Sharna, you would go, we're training like down the road. And so that's where you and I met. I remember coming in and and, and walking in and being like, oh my gosh, this guy, like, I love the whole, he wears red. Like All the every time, time yeah, I saw yeah. you, I was like, you're wearing red. I was like, that's your thing. And you were like, yeah, it, it kind of is. And and also I knew that we would bond because we both like kind of like bigger cars, like like I've got a Jeep. You have a monster Jeep. She has a monster yeah. Jeep. Yeah, but I want to make it bigger, honestly. I love that Jeep. You were saying that when we were, because I did a bit of the Dan Taylor Stars live tour and you're like, I miss my truck. Yeah. Miss, my, miss my big truck more than anything. Uh, what, are you, what, what is your Jeep? It is a Sahara Wrangler, and it's kind of like the sub... It's like I haven't taken it off-roading, which is a complete sin because I put, like, these big wheels on it. It's got... I'm going to get a roof rack, but I raised it. It's got, a like, a, a mean grill on the front. It looks like an... I wanted people to think, that is an angry man who owns that car. <laughs> and then this uh, sort of Mary Poppins-type English person just, like, comes out and... I'm quite positive, so. You'd fit right in the country music world with that big Jeep. Yeah, I would. You'd drive through Nashville and I'd just be like, what up? I'm like looking around at all these like Ford huge trucks and like GMCs and I'm like, this is heaven. See, um, you, yeah, we were in Nashville together and I just remember you being so, and I was so out of my, I was fish out of water completely, right? With with the dancing. (laughs) Still am, by the way. Even what we like six months later, still am. But yeah, you were always so nice. And so I got to know you a little bit through that. Uh Uh-huh. And then Sasha was, I was the go-to man. Yeah, you were. I would like be like, "Hey, dude, what do I do?" And because you were you were with Mary Lou, yeah, and you'd be training because you guys train in the same building in LA that we, we do. We do. And then I was like, "Dang, they're freaking married. How how appropriate is that?" I feel like that's when we bonded the first time when you found out that Ems and I were married. We had our we had our little traditional catering chats, didn't we? Yeah, and it was well, I like. Emma, and if you're married to Emma, I must like you, like for sure. That's really what it is. I base a lot of my, uh, at least early on relationships, on if I have a good recommendation. Yeah. You know, it's like a Netflix show. People are like Netflix shows to me now. If someone recommends it and they know my sensibilities, I'm much more able to go, okay, I can let the guard down a little bit. Yeah. Because someone's vouching. So uh, I'm glad you guys are here. It's really cool for me to to have you guys. I'm so happy. Finally in my world. I know. I know. This is what you do. This where is I'm finally awesome. good at something. Come on. Good God. Come on. You're the champion. I, You're the, you won. You Come won. On. I did win. And yeah, but I think I won by just band-aiding it together all the time. No, no. I don't think you band-aided it. I think that you like, when I watched you, because I was in, in week 10, I think it was, you had a salsa 
and it was going down for real. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the girls in that. And I watched you, and also your finale, your um, your freestyle. I watched you become, uh, you, you like, you really turned it on for the show. Like you really, you kind of, it's almost like you told yourself, right, I don't know if I know it, but guess what? I'm going to give it 100%. <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of like geared yourself up and, and you did. We actually watched that last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We, we watched, watched your freestyle last, 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 last night. night. I don't. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it back. I can't watch it all the way back. Really? Oh, it's good. I, it's wa good. I see like little clicks of it, and you know, praise to Sharna for putting it together. But I, 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 I've just struggled with watching me do because I just see the little things that I do wrong every time that I don't think normal people would see. No, because I wouldn't see it before that. No, but um, yeah, I, was, who knows? I won. Yippee! I mean, yeah. yippee, skippy. <laughs> I don't even come talk about me here, but yippee, skippy. It was cool. It's really one of the coolest things that I've accomplished. Yeah, and I've you know I've done some pretty cool stuff, but I think that to me more than it being a TV show was like, for the sake of I had no idea what I was doing, right? And as a team, one I was able to figure out my team. Yeah, because Sharna's way different than I am. We had to figure out compatibility issues, right. and then I had to figure out how to actually learn how to dance good enough to be good at what I do as well. Right, exactly. Because I couldn't just go on to be an idiot. I had to at least look like I was caring and try to get better. Yeah, exactly. And then but I also, you were, you were, you were getting better every week. Okay, well, enough about me. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> come, I talk about me for five hours a day, every day, all the time. I'm so over me at this point. So, um, you guys are on the tour right now, the live tour, uh -huh. and you've been out since. Like before, uh, before Christmas, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it was December 15th. And then this is our longest tour. So we don't finish until March 9th. And that's in Cali. And you stay on the road, uh -huh. which is weird because tours here, like in, in country music, they go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they come home. Mm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Even when I tour, we go out Friday, Saturdays, and then we come back home. We're getting jibbed. We're that on the road 24 awesome. 7. We get one day off. Um, but we do kind of like five, sh no, six shows, and then a day off, six shows, day off. And I, I mean, I'm not complaining. This is actually, I've done every single tour that they've done, and I, and I will do because I kind of love living out of a suitcase. I love the you excitement. You do, huh? I love exploring. Oh. I love that. You know, I, it, that's it, why we love camping. <laughs> Babe, we've never gone camping. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he thinks you'll like camping. We, we love the great outdoors. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, this one's a really, really long tour. So I'm, I'm curious about you guys' backstories because as we were spending time together, it was always like, hey, how do I... I just go to go for advice all the time. We never uh -huh. really sat down. And like, I'm curious about... And I'll start with you, Emma. Mm -hmm. You grew up in England, right? Mm -hmm. So when did you start dancing? So I grew up in Birmingham and I always had like a lot of energy. I first started, I've got a twin as well. We first started going to like ballet when we were five, but I just had so much energy that I just wanted to like bounce off the walls. And I, I found the teacher was like really strict. So quit that. It was kind of like, eh, whatever, just the, you know, little girls go to ballet type did thing. Did your parents dance? Well, did they, or did they just put you in dance because it was something that no, they, there was no dance? Danced. I mean, her mum thinks she can dance, right? Well, my mum can't. My, what are you saying, Sash? My mum can dance, but she's a. Um, they're forensic detectives, so they're not. What? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Hold on. Your 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 mom is a forensic detective. <laughs> yeah, and my dad. And that's, so they like solve. What kind of crimes are they solving? Well, my dad. He's moved into sort of the professor teaching stage now. But when he was doing forensic detectives way back then. Um, he used to solve like some pretty like homicides, murders, wow, like yeah. some really serial killer type things. He used to fly everywhere to teach how to teach these um, uh, countries how to like get to the English standard of forensic crime solving. It was amazing. You should He's hear the question, stories. like her phone calls, like with her mum, just casually. I'd be like, Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast, but basically, like sometimes my mum will be like. Oh, hi, Ems. How you doing? Oh, gosh, I just got back from a triple homicide. You know, please be safe. You know, this person. <laughs> uh, it's like, and she would like be on roofs trying to fingerprint for like the point of entry and stuff. She just cut like she'd bust a marijuana factory and she'd come. I remember being in school once and coming home and she smelt of weed and she was and I ran down the stairs to give her a hug and she was like Emma don't touch me I stink of marijuana and then she just walked off and it was and I remember thinking that is such a surreal thing for a mother to say but anyway does that desensitize you to what all the shows like all the crime uh, docu-series is now where it's like Ted Bundy or because you've seen a lot of this and heard a lot of this in your real life okay 
it doesn't desensitize me, but I have a real peaked interest. But I think everybody does. But I, I really did like case study a lot of serial killers when I was younger, which sounds pretty creepy, but I kind of think that a lot of people do that. So like Ted Bundy, the Boston Strangler, like all of these, Ed Gein, who was like really, really the biggest one. Who? Um, Ed Gein. I don't know who that is. So they based like Psycho off of him. He was kind of a cannibal as well, I believe. From where? That right. Um, he's in like America. The States? I can't. Re it's the okay, States. So it's yeah, probably the States. How can we have a name like a crazy name? Ed Gein. He was like he had a really like weird relationship with his mom. Um, yeah, he. The Butcher of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. There, you there go. it is. Yeah. And so he killed a bunch of people. He killed a bunch of people and would keep their heads in jars. Like he kept the bodies. How do I like, not know of this dude? Wow. He was the basis of a lot of um, a lot of movies, like loads. I think I'm pretty sure Psycho. I can't quite remember if it's that one, but a, a load of movies. Maybe even um, Silence of the Lambs. I think something like that. Did you watch the Ted Bundy on Netflix? I didn't. You but didn't. I started it, but I didn't watch a whole way through. And you know about him already? A yeah. Bit? You know he yeah, escaped yeah. jail twice. I did know that, and he's from Utah too. So Whitney, who's from Utah, is really freaked out. She watched the documentary. She was like, "Oh." Wait. So your parents are freaking. Uh, DNA detectives. Uh -huh. What's their official title? I don't want to mess um, it up. Well, in England, they're called SOCOs, which is Scenes of Crime Officer. But over here, it's forensic. Did Did you worry that your parents were, since they were investigating bad guys, that bad guys would like try to come at them? Do you know, I, I actually didn't worry about that when I was a kid. But I do worry about it now with my mom because she does nights. And so she goes out to all these burglary scenes and um, and fingerprints. And sometimes she's on her own just with her kid. And so she she doesn't like to show the fact she's in the police because they're in dodgy areas. So, you know, I worry about her. That's really wild. Yeah. Her, dad, her dad's like Liam Neeson taken, you know. If, <laughs> if anything was going to happen, he, was, he knows what to do. I don't know if he'd be as successful as Liam Neeson, no, he but would. he'd he give it a go. <laughs> and so, okay, you have two parents. By the way, let me ask one more question about that. Yeah. Did they ever watch these shows and be like, that's not really how it works? Because I have friends in the military that are watching military shows yeah. and be like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. They watch these shows and go, that's not really. My dad would scream at the TV and be like, there, see, there's contamination everywhere. They haven't even, <laughs> they haven't even put up a bloody tent. He said, and he always used to tell me, he fills me with all this information, but he always used to tell me the first thing you do is literally get everyone away from the scene and take photographs. They put these little ballistics cards down, like where they see a shell or where they like see- Like numbers? Is that why the numbers the go numbers, down? Yeah. And they would take photographs and measurements of dimensions. If it's a- pretty serious crime you know and then they put up a tent to preserve it all and then they go in with their you know you see them with the sometimes blue sometimes white big um onesies overalls or the onesies mm -hmm. they go in with the and they like put lead dust on and they fingerprint and then peel it off and all kinds wow and so you yeah. never wanted to do that no no actually i wanted to be an actress so the story of me getting into dances like i always wanted to be an actress i knew that um i was I wouldn't say creative, but I knew that I was, I wanted to perform. That was it. Perform was like everything. And um, I wanted to be an actress. So I went into like a, a, a local acting like school just on the weekends. Like my family's not well off at all. Um, and then I started dancing and it went from being a hobby to like competing to then serious competing. And then by the time I was 14, I remember being really like upset one day because I, I'm quite analytical and I had to tell myself, right, I need to pick one. Which one am I going to follow? Am I going to, uh, do I want to try to be an actress or do I want to be a dance? And the dance was so much more, um, you know, I was, I was doing com competing and it was something I had to give up that I, I went into acting. Sorry, I went into dancing. And I think that um, what most attracted me to that was you could be and you could pretend to be, I was being an actress while being a dancer. You could pretend to be things and do things and, and interact with people whilst dancing. So it was kind of like um, a place where it was a relief for me. So the dancing took off. And by the time I was 16, because in England, you can you can come out of high school at 16. And I wanted to do um, college, maybe psychology, if the dancing wasn't going well. But it kind of was. So I took Were you elite? So elite that people were like, oh, there's a future with her. With the dancing? Yeah, like a future where you could get paid and live a life. Because there's a difference in be, yes. being a good dancer and then being someone that actually support yourself off of dance. Yes, totally. And, so, and it makes me sad because there are so many incredible, like insane dancers, way better than me, that I watch on, on Instagram and YouTube and all that, and, and that I know personally that that can't make it to, to a point where they can make a living off of dancing because there's so few jobs, and especially in the Boyman Latin world, there's really only... 
Strictly Come Dancing in England or Dancing with the Stars in America and those franchises throughout the world. Um, and, and that was it. And there was a show called Burn the Floor. And so I went into theater. I, um, how did that happen? Oh yeah, I, I got a, a show that toured England for two years and then I went and did Mamma Mia the movie. You did um, with Meryl Streep, that, that, that movie? Mm -hmm, with Juan Pablo. Oh, Get really? That. Yeah, I knew Juan Pablo when I was 18. And Juan Pablo on the show, you know, with Cheryl. Um, so we, when I saw him on the show, I was like, I, I freaking know you. You were, you were in Mamma Mia. What did you do on Mamma Mia? I was hen ten. So there was like 20 hens, not like chickens. Like we were hen girls, like hen party girls. And um, and so I was the youngest cast member on the, on the, the movie, I think apart from the, some little kids. Um, and there was 20 of us girls and 20 of us guys, and we were like the, the singers and the dancers and the actors in the background, like kind of like her friends, uh, Amanda Seyfried's friends. And then I did um, and then I did like four or five um, West End shows, did Dirty Dancing, and then I, I got onto Burn the Floor, which is where I met Sash. And Burn the Floor is... Dancing with Stars, but England, right? No, Burn the... That's Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, okay. So Burn the Floor is is a Broadway show that did... Oh, like, I, why do I know that? Did Sharna do Burn Sharna the Floor? Did Burn okay, the floor. That's why I know it then. Sharna did, Peter did, Sasha did, Kim Johnson did. So many of the um, uh, Dancing with the Stars cast did Burn the Floor. So basically, and that's not a reality show. That's actually a, a production, like a Broadway production. Yes, Got correct. It. No dialogue. So you do that. Dance. And how does that transition from that to being... On Dancing with the Stars, they see you and go like, "Is it like Saturday Night Live where they go out and recruit or what?" Well, no, kind of. They did do that, but they they came and saw Sasha before I was even on Burn the Floor. They came and saw Sasha, and um, and so they knew they liked certain people. And then cut to two years later, we'd both been on Burn the Floor. We were together at this point, but we'd only been together for like two months. We were in South Africa. It was all like new and um, fun. And still fun now, baby, I promise. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, so Dancing with the Stars contacted Sasha and says, look, we, we remember you. You auditioned for us two years ago or whatnot. We want you to come and be on this, this new, we're extending the cast. We want you to come and be on there. And I was so excited for him and he was, you know, ecstatic. But at that time I thought, well, oh, this means that we're probably going to be over. We've only been together for two months. You know, I can't expect him. He's going to go and live in Los Angeles. I'm going to stay on the tour. Um, you know, I can't really expect him to stay with me. And then he went and he hacked onto my Facebook, which he will deny. And he deny. And he requested <laughs> to be my boyfriend. And you, you can't even deny this. I remember where we were standing. And, um, and so I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I, a second that I could, um, he went over to LA and I quit I, in a nice way. I told him, okay, I'm going to leave. Um, the tour that I was on, the Burn the Floor. And I went over to to visit him. And to be honest, at that point in my life, I didn't really care. I cared about work. I definitely was very uh, career-driven. But to me, I had this overwhelming feeling. I always knew I was going to be okay. No matter what I did, I, I was like a cat. I always thought I'm going to land on my feet. And so I wasn't really nervous about quitting, even though... I really had no intentions of even being on Dancing with the Stars. They didn't even know who I was. I'd never met them or anything. So I got to LA and my wonderful husband here, um, boyfriend at the time, had arranged meetings with me and the producers and an interview. Come on. And he was huh? the sweetest Come thing. On. And so I went and did that. And then we went back after that season, we went back to Australia to kind of- surgery. He, he had surgery, hernia surgery. And we, we stayed at your parents' house and- um, and it was, I knew he was this, the guy for me for sure. And then they called me up that but next season. But I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of interesting because we were kind of basing everything. Like she left burn the floor. We were at home and we were waiting for the next season. We were kind of thinking, okay, so what's going to happen if like one of us doesn't get it or like we, we were just going to play it by ear. And then I got a call in the morning, really early in the morning. And they're like, Sasha, um, would like to have you back. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. And then they call and they go, but I'm, unfortunately there's no room for Emma. And we were like, Oh, that's okay. And Emma's the sweetest person there is. And she was like, no, 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 it's okay. Please don't stress about it. This is to the producers. I'm totally fine. I had a great audition. It was great. I enjoyed being in LA. I'll be with Sasha. So then when she put the phone down, we put the phone down. We kind of had like a few seconds of silence and we kind of went, Oh, this is going to be great. You can come to LA and then um, 
literally like I think it was like maybe two days later, they call back and they go, actually, Ems, um, we're gonna have you. We're gonna have you on the show. So then she had to. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. It was one of those moments where it was like so surreal because we we planned to both go there together, and then all of a sudden, not not shattered dreams, but then something happened that we weren't planning for, and then two days later, it was just like the best news ever, and we went and got our visas straight away. Yeah. You got yours before mine, even. Yeah, I got to. I got my visa before yours. Yeah, yeah. but I remember we had like less than maybe two days to like get on a plane and go over there and then i i also was running out of pages in my passport so i freaked out that they wasn't going to let me in but it it worked out But then i mean the best part was you know going to la together this time it wasn't just like me and finding a place to live and buying our first car it was a volkswagen golf guys with (laughs) with a hole in the driver's seat so when it rained it just flooded the hole inside (laughs) This car, I was like, I really like golf. So, like, I really like Volkswagen Golf. So I remember, like, them being quite fast in England. But that was only because I was 16 and I was looking at my friends with Volkswagen Golfs. And so we found it on Craigslist, bought it, and um, it would beep for, for 60 seconds every time. Because it, it was in a car crash, so the door thought that the door was open. So once you get in, for about a minute... The beeping noise of the door open would just be like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so when we took took her for a test drive, I remember she, the woman had her music on blast. So you want to hear the beep? Exactly. Yeah. So she's like, don't worry, it goes away quick. So, Sasha, when you talk, it's funny to me because you have an Australian accent. Right. But, but you were born in Russia. Correct. So Belarus. You, but you were one of, because there are a lot of Russian, Ukrainian dancers that were around dance with us. I, listen, mm-hmm. all, all this was new to me. All the touching and all the foreign, that was all new to me. That wasn't was new to you. Come on. All, yeah, yeah. All the touching, we can, we can, hard to believe, come back to, I know. Um, but so you were from Russia when? Like, when did you move? So I moved to Russia. No, well, I was born in Russia. Okay, so you're Russian. I'm Russian. Okay, you consider Russian yourself Russian. Russian-Australian. We're Russian-Australian. Yes. So when do you go from Russia to Australia? So I believe I was like six years old. It would have been in 1991 or 92. We moved to Australia. You were, were, no, because that would make you nine. Maybe I was nine then. So this is why I have her next to me. (laughs) Your accent's very Australian though. Yeah. That's good. I want to try to keep that. So you go to Australia and do you dance in Australia? Correct. So we didn't really have any money in Russia to kind of, pay for dancing or do any of that. So when we moved to Australia, I tried absolutely everything. It was basketball, it was too short, karate, was way too good, uh, swimming, too short, dancing. Didn't even think of dancing. And there was a school, dancing school, right outside my school. And How old was, were you at this point? I was about 12, nearly 13. Oh, that's late, huh? Yeah. To get in, to start uh-huh. dancing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a bit late. But... I was a bit of a troublemaker at school and at home. And um, there was always a line of girls outside this dance school. And the ratio looked amazing to me because no boy wanted to dance. So then I kind of just went into the school and I was the only boy in this dance school. Started dancing. I had different partners every day. It was the best day of my life every day. And we just um, started dancing, did my first competition. Kind of did pretty good, didn't expect it. And it just went on from there. Ballroom dancing was not cool. Like these days, people want to like say, "Oh, ballroom dancing! I'm a ballroom dancer. This is so cool." Because of shows like Dancing with the Stars, so you think you can dance? Strictly come dancing. So um, to be a ballroom dancer now is is cool. Back in the day, we would always wear fake tan. I'd have to lie to at school. Oh, I've just got some kind of. Rash, got a rash. Got a full yeah. tan rash. It's not rash from head to toe. Pay no attention I went to, that. to the Bahamas last yeah. night, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just it's been the best roller coaster of my life. Did you do the Australian version? I did do the Australian version as a pro. As a pro, yes. Was that your first? Te- was that was before Dancing with the Stars America, right? Uh, no, Dancing with the Stars. So it started in England, then America, and then it. You did England. No, I mean like the actual dance stars. No, no, but you, your part. Did you do Australia? Was that Correct. your first? And as a pro, as a pro. And so you. And what are the the celebrities like on Dancing with the Stars Australia? They were good. I mean, we had a lot of fun. I had a girl called Nikki Webster. You dated her. I did date her. That's a thing too. That's a thing. <laughs> that's yeah, a thing. that's a thing. Um, 
Not you two. I'm just saying that's a thing, a recurring thing through all the show. You're just it, cl- you're cl- so close with it people. It is. It's like a marriage. Which is, oh, I've never been in anything like a marriage until this, this <laughs> you, season. Yeah. Are you divorced now? <laughs> actually, I would say it's actually a little better. Good. I mean, we went through all, when you're with someone, again, you guys just every season, which is crazy to me that it's like, here we go again. R- rinse and repeat. Such an emotional roller coaster. And there's the meeting part and you're like, oh boy, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how this is going to work. And then the great times, the bad, I mean, Sean and I got some big fights, big fights. But, and then we would be like, oh, well, we've been through a lot together. So it's like, I think that's what a marriage is like, right? Yeah. Through thick and thin, you can have these blowouts, but at the end of the day, you're still, you still have a common interest and you're still working towards something together. And that kind of like unites you. Yeah. So you you can't forget it. It's like, you know, that in the end you have each other's back. Yeah. Because you're, we were together Every we didn't take a day. I don't know if you guys do. You take, do you normally take days off? I mean, we did because Mary Lou got injured a few okay. times. But it's not normal, right? Everybody no, usually. So we didn't take a day off from the first day we started practicing. Yeah. And we and we would practice for sometimes seven, eight, nine, sometimes twelve hours because I didn't. I wasn't getting it right. And I never spent that much time with a human ever in my <laughs> life. It was a whole world opening to me. Just, just in in human. Yeah. But don't you agree? Like that's the best part of our show. Like. Every season is a new season, and for the celebrity, you go on a literally on a roller coaster. It's not something that's like you know you can do in two minutes, three minutes. You really do transform into like a dancer. And I remember specifically you saying like, "Bro, this is like I'm never going to dance again. This is done." And then bam, Bobby Bones Dancing Stars tour, first celeb on the road. <laughs> Boom! I did go out and do some dates with you guys. Yeah, it was awesome. I felt weird too on the on the uh, bus. Because an issue for me was I didn't want that star room because I, it's a big room. Uh-huh. While all of you guys sleep in the bunks, I'm in like the King Dingling suite back there, right? <laughs> and I remember going, you, guys, I don't have to sleep back here. Like, I'll take a book. Does anyone else want it? Because I didn't want to be that guy. I never wanted to be that guy ever through the season, through even on tour. I didn't want to have, hey, Bobby gets the big bunk. And they were like, no, this is how it works because all the dancers yeah. have to be equal. So whoever comes in as the star takes that room. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bit weird for me to come in, and I just won. I felt weird about winning. I know you do. You for, uh, like you, but you're so um, you're so modest. It's almost like to, sometimes when I watch you, it's like disabilitating. But don't worry, no one else has a problem with winning. No one else has a problem about sleeping in the in the room at the back. It's actually pretty bumpy, dude. Well, I that, sleep on a tour bus bumpy. anyway. So I mean, we, yeah. I tour. We have a bus. Yeah. My band tours. So I'm I was used to it. Um, and I don't mind sleeping on that one because I pay for that bus. Yeah. So when my band's touring, I'll take the big bunk with the chandelier. Like, yeah. give me all that because you I get actually chandeliers. No, in your bunks? but uh, what? You know, that one I pay for. So that one's that one's fine. But I felt weird. I and I just didn't want to come off as douchey the whole season. I just wanted because I was so grateful that you guys would help me. Yeah. And I was never afraid to ask for help because uh-huh. I'm a big believer in if you want help, go ask for it yeah. because people will do it and they're happy to do it. Yeah. Because they've often asked for help before. Uh-huh. Like helpers have been the most helped. I feel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the, I did the tour. But do you know I told him I don't want to dance? Because I, I didn't do any dance numbers at the little spots. But I was like, I don't want to dance, guys. Yeah, Joe said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. still like, not dancing. <laughs> I was like, I, and I told Joe before he went on, I was like, I asked not to dance. I was like, so I didn't want to. And I was having to dance with somebody new. Because if I could dance with Emma, I would have done it. But, ah, cheers. Because we talked about it before. I was like, hey, Sharna's not going on tour. And if I can dance with you, I'm going to do it. Because I would have felt comfortable being an idiot and, not, and learning slow. But they had me dancing with Haley, who I don't really know that well. Yeah. And it takes me a while to warm up with, yeah. with people. And I was like, yeah, just, I'm it's going to be hard. I'm yeah. going to hold off. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do my. So I did dance with all the dudes. Yeah, of course. And it's, it was only like a few, it was only four shows or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then, Joe, Joe has gone the whole tour without performing once. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Bobby. If, if Broadway was to, to come up to you and say, we have a spot for you, to, to do what? To dance and sing. If it was very Broadway, very, right there, that doesn't matter to me. The Broadway part doesn't. No, no. I mean, it just depends. I that was oof, as Ooh, tough. Guys. Do you know what it would, no? Do you know what would be better fitting if you were to like you got you're gonna host the Oscars or the Tonys? I would dance in that. Yeah, yeah. That's I would yeah. dance. You would be the opening number at the yeah. Tonys. I would dance in that. I dance all the time on stage. Even when I play guitar, I can yeah. dance and play. But it was just the choreography part and. Not only that, the science. What I learned about dancers was, holy crap, you guys are gifted. It's not just you guys that go out and dance. There's a, there's a science. There's mm-hmm. a professional athlete 
aspect to you guys that I never knew. That I was introduced to that the first day I walked in with Sharna, and I was like, oh my God, she's a professional athlete. All of you guys are professional athletes. I had no, I just thought you guys were like good at the club. So they were like, come on in. What did I know? I didn't know anything. And then the touching, it was so much touching. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first day. It was, hey, let me do a commercial real quick and we'll come yes. back to that. For me, sleep is so important when I do this show. I'm sure whatever you're doing today, sleep is so important, but you feel like maybe you can't get quality sleep because you're so busy. We're all busy. We need to have the perfect conditions to get that good rest. And let me suggest to you a sleep number bed. My sleep number is 30. I love mine. There has never been a better time to save on proven quality sleep. Now, during the Ultimate Sleep Number event, a Queen 360 smart bed starts at only $8.99. If you're a couple that disagrees on mattress firmness, well, fear no more. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for both of you. You're going to love it. I love it. Going now during the Ultimate Sleep Number event and save 50% on a Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You will only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com bones to find the one nearest to you. The world is full of sounds that warn you of danger. Like, if you get a little too close to a rattlesnake, you hear the chick 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 But in the digital world, if your personal information is in danger, there is no chick 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 to let you know that you might be in trouble. The good thing is that LifeLock has added the power of Norton Security to see more cyber threats. Whether it's potential threats to your identity like your personal information for sale on the dark web or threats to your devices like malware or emerging viruses, if you have a problem, their agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can stop every cyber threat or prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock with Norton can detect a wide range of threats that could sneak up on you. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and enter the promo code BONES. 1-800-LIFELOCK, enter the promo code BONES for 10% off at LifeLock.com. I love LifeLock. I have used LifeLock. They've helped me so many times. LifeLock.com. Okay, so the first day I walk into um, the room, and Sharna's like, here, she grabs my hand and holds my hand. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what's happening right now? Does she want to marry me? That's what I remember thinking. <laughs> I was like, what? And then it was like... Are we doing this? Yeah, I was like, already? It was quick. I heard. But then she was like, okay, put your hands here on my hips. And I was like, uh, <laughs> do what? But it's, you guys, this culture is so physical. Yeah. It's like, mm. hi, nice to meet you. Okay, touch my nose with your nose. Grind into my pelvis. Yeah. What's your name again? Yeah, that's what it felt like. But yeah. that's the best part, no? It was, once I got it, I felt good about it. Yeah. And I would come back into this room and be a little too physical. My, I'd grab my coat, say, come here, I'd grab her hand. And she'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, you know what? Sorry, I'm in the culture Sorry. right now. Just go with it. So was that weird? Let me ask you, because we have no experience about being in another like environment, like workspace. Is it weird... Uh, if I came in and I, and I was all like the dancer that I am in a workspace, would I have like HR department come down on me hard? You may not because you're a, a woman, okay. right? And women are a little more touchy-feely. Yeah. But uh, if I but did. You did, absolutely. And from with you guys, you're married. Is it, it can't be weird because this is you guys' life. But if Sasha's got a partner it's, and she's just grinding it up, it's nothing, huh? No, no, no. I've never like, I've never... Yeah, I've never had an issue with like that at all because we both do it and it, we both understand what it is. Like it, it seriously doesn't. It means nothing. It's like brushing your teeth. There's like no emotional attachment to it at all. That's it's it's. So I mean, wild we're all right. It's it's actors I think that get it worse. Like imagine like, like there's sex a scenes. sex scene. Yeah. Like what do you do then? Are I you know weird? if you're watching your husband and they're like the actor and they have like a sex scene. Oh my god! I don't know if I, I couldn't watch. I'd have to like fast forward it. But what you guys are feeling about that is what I would feel about the dancing. It's oh, really? just, the t- yeah, it's it's wild. And I mean, everybody thought that Sharna and I were having sex because you you just look like that. They do. They, everybody thinks that everybody's together all the yeah. time. Like, Sharna yeah. and I were together for three years. Did you know that? I did know that. I never brought it up though because I didn't know if I was supposed to. Oh no, you're like you're totally uh, about right. to. So when I first, I didn't even bring Sasha- it up to him. Not even because <laughs> you. Like I just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha and Sharna were together for three years. Was it three years or two mm, years? Three, three years. years. Yeah. How'd that work out? It was good. I mean, I'm sitting here in front of my wife here. No, you okay. brought you it up. No, no. I'm Me just... and Shana laugh about it all the time. It was never awkward. Even six months after they broke up, we were all on the show together. Oh, no, that no, can't Sha- be right. No. no, it was right. 
six months after they broke up because we only got together. We were only together for two months before. And this was like right after they broke up. And and she went on the show with Sasha and I, I didn't. So they were on the show together and I wasn't even word, uh, weirded out at all about it. When you went on the it's show. called trust. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing. You guys are Troop, right? Did you start as Troop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what Troop is, is on Dancing with the Stars now, like uh, Morgan mm-hmm. is Troop. Haley is Troop. Brit. Brit's Troop. Then Artur, Brandon, and... It's like if I'm dancing with Sharna, all the other people dancing on stage, right. those, those are Troop. Yeah, extra dancers. So you started as that? Yeah, and I mean, being on Troop is, is kind of in a way harder than sometimes being a pro because you're constantly wanting to prove yourself to, to show that you can be a pro. And I feel like being in the troop, you learn so much, A, about people around you, and B, um, to become a better dancer, to become like a better performer. Is that the goal when you're doing troop to get on the show as a pro? Yeah. I find it's more competitive being in the troop than it is being like a, a pro on the show. Just because, you know, you constantly want to do the best job, you need to be seen, and um, it, it was definitely, yeah, competitive. Whenever you get the call to be from to go from troop to pro, pretty nerve wracking to go. I'm about to do, get my own thing, or pretty exciting. We both and it's funny because we both got that call on the same season, season. Mm. Oh, you guys 17. both turned pros the same season. Yes. Oh, Sasha wow. was dancing with Snooki Nicole. Uh, <laughs> How's that? How was dancing with Snooki? Dude, we for real, had, be for no, real, for real. Yeah. Seriously, we had so much fun. She she's is a, ratchet. She's a character, and I remember her dad was like, because she had kids then. Um, and she had to fly. We had to fly to Jersey every time. But then there was one week, like you know, like the team dance or something, where we had to stay. And her dad's like, "Okay, uh, Nicole's going to stay this week. Just please, you know, look after her." And blah blah. blah. Of course. So we get. I get to rehearsals, and I'm like, "Where is Nicole? Ten minutes, fifteen minutes. She's never late. Twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I call her. I'm like, "Yo, where are you? We got rehearsals." And I, and she's like, "I'm on my way. I'm on." And then you hear, bzzz, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm getting another tattoo. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. How far did you guys go first season? First you season, uh, I think it was week seven. Out of? Ten. Ten? And so your first season, Emma, who'd you get? I got Bill Engvall. The who, comedian. The comedian! Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Nicest like, guy. Married wow. us. Yeah, he married, married us. us. He, he, he was the guy who married yeah. you? Yeah. Like, like I called him my fad, my fake American dad. Like, we gelled straight away. And he kind of became... Because when I first got told with Bill, I was so excited that I was even on the show. But I didn't know who he was because I'm British and he's very much like a um, blue-collar comedy group and everything, like American, all-American. And so... Um, when I met him, he was so gentlemanly-like. I love his wife, too. Charming. Um, just lovable. And he stole, could not dance, really. I mean, he was actually turned out to be, like, in the middle of all my, my partners in terms of ability. Um, but but wasn't really a great dancer. And it just turns out that he just stole everybody's hearts. Like, everybody's hearts. They all fell in love with him. And um, and then we ended up going all the way to the finals and, um, and came forth. You got to the finals, though. I remember, and I remember, you know, like, on the elimination, and it was our team dance, it was, like, week seven, we're standing there. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, and they love to do this to us, and they're, like, okay, couple in jeopardy, Nicole and Sasha, couple in jeopardy, Bill and Emma. And and, and and Bill and Emma, by the way, every single week from about week three were the ones to go home. You guys were. We were in the bottom two consistently, and everybody... If we were the ones that were always going to go, oh, they're going to go next, they're going to go next. We were that couple. And we were, I think we were like fourth or third in the leaderboard at the time. And then I remember looking down at Ems and I'm like, oh, baby, I love you. Yeah, sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. And, and I was, then, I didn't, and I knew it was us, me and Bill. Like I didn't even think, it didn't go through my mind for one second that they would call their name because it's our first season. I didn't know how <laughs> they work. And they do do that a lot. They do and, like the shock factor. I just assumed. It's us. So we were making our peace. And I was looking at Snooki and I was like, oh, I feel so sorry for her. It's going to be horrible. And they're like, couple going home tonight is Snooki and Sasha. And I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I started like crying straight away. That's fun. Um, did you and Drew get put in the bottom a lot? When yeah. You guys, and see, <laughs> like, didn't they? Drew Scott, property brother. Yeah. Um, he was great. 
and he was one of the guys that really before I came on the show that I went to was like, hey, should I do this? And so he was wonderful to me. But you guys got put in that bottom a lot and then went far, right? Oh yeah. Again, we, we made it to the finals too, and we were in the bottom a lot. Um, he's just he's six foot five, and um, like oh my god, I can't say enough good things about him. He's just he's he can put energy. He's one of those people who can put energy um, through twenty four hours a day into whatever he's doing and never get tired. So we had a blast. We'd fly to Toronto and um, and. And he's dancing like he found he found the the natural groove pretty hard, but he would pick up probably faster than anybody else I've ever had. Like he picked up choreography really quick, um, but then naturally it just wouldn't come. He was quite tall, so he, he kind of suffered a little bit from the lanky business. But he was pretty he was pretty decent. But we were in the bottom a lot, like pretty much. We were like. Th- bottom three I think on the first week and then he would improve a little bit but it, we would always be in the bottom and then we ended up just going to the finals and that freestyle that I did was probably my favorite out of all the freestyles like and he nailed it he did really well when I went to him because he did what I was going to have to do which is work the whole time multiple jobs he did yeah yeah I was like hey man I'm gonna do the show I just signed a deal with ABC they want me to do Dancing with the Stars I've never danced I was like have you danced ever before the show and he's like before the show never mm-hmm. and I said I have to work like every day on the radio. I got a tour. I'm doing stand up the first four weeks of the show and the last week. And he's like, dude, he's like, we flew everywhere. He said, we just had to find time. He's like, you have to prioritize and go, when it's time to go train, it has to be time to train. And so having a talk with him was really good for me. Him, he was one of the guys that gave me confidence that at least I could go and put effort into it. Yeah. Having other jobs at the same time. You guys were probably on a par with just how busy you were because you were working. I remember your schedule like you'd have to wake up in LA and go at one into, yeah yeah at one o'clock one in the o'clock. morning wow it was the schedule that was the the hours never bother me yeah because again I've worked hard forever I've had to from just having to pay car insurance or rent to yeah to but the hours at one o'clock suck yeah I think what makes makes it hard is when you're when your mind is free so for instance you get up in the morning you go get your coffee you go to the studio you're like okay it's coming up you open your mind to a, a four-hour rehearsal period. When you're so busy, you you switch off one thing and turn another thing on. And what, what you find sometimes is you learn it and you get it, but because your brain doesn't have time to absorb it, you've switched off from one thing to another really quickly to do something else, that when you switch off that to go to another thing, a bit of that has left. So that's where I think it would have been so hard for the people traveling because you don't have an open mind of like, I'm coming into the studio. I get up an hour early. I I do my normal things. I get ready for it. The day starts. You do it. It absorbs. You leave. You rest. For instance, like your gig, you know, you would have to do something else. Switch off. Okay, let's train, train, train. Switch off. Get onto a plane. You don't have time to kind of absorb it. So I think that's where like some of the celebs have it so hard. But they do incredible. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Who... And you won, Emma. You won. Mm-hmm. You and Rashad won. Rashad, yeah. That. What was winning like for you? Um, it was. It was so unexpected. I have like a few things about it. After I won, I was mad at myself forever thinking that I couldn't win because I really did. Like I was kind of typecast in the show. I always got the the lovely um, country guys that were a little bit more mature. That was my type that's what I would always get cast with and so when I had Rashad I, I really was only given Rashad because as an NFL player all the other girls had ha- had danced with NFL players apart from me so I was kind of like the only one they could put him with and I thought I'd hit the jackpot like the lottery he was we were like best mates he was so lovely we never had a crossword every time I would give him any kind of correction he took it like a sports player like okay and and oh I can't say enough good things about him he was um he was my teammate like completely throughout that whole um that whole season and he would really be stronger than I was he'd be my rock because I knew that if I didn't perform with this guy and if I didn't take him to the mirror ball I that was my fault I knew that for sure so I felt under a lot of pressure to really get there because he deserved to be there and people were telling me you know this guy needs to go all the way and and at the same time I felt like I started to do dances with Rashad that I was really secretly quite proud of because I really started to believe that I wasn't able to put things like that together um, because of the way my seasons had always been like I I guess I I just got into a state of this is what it is for me I'm never going to win I'm not really good enough and then when it happened it was like it it changed my life because I this is the highest that you can get on a superficial level this is the highest you can get doing what we do as dancers and in this job um and and then on a much bigger level it made me realize uh I I gotta not do that I can't put myself into a place where I can't believe that 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 I can be something else or do something else or be as good as other people. Um, I Everybody else can think that of me, but I can't think that of me. So that it really did change my life. And I had this air of um, confidence in a good way, like n- never, never anything other than that. But like I felt so much more confident after that that it, it really enriched my life. It really did. Sasha, you haven't won yet. Thanks. I know. <laughs> Thanks. So when you hear that, what are you thinking? Um... No, I I feel like I've had some amazing partners and I've grown. To me, winning is to to see someone transform, to change. For example, I had someone like Tonya Harding and the backlash that I would get from it was insane. And, you know, listening to Tonya's story and, you know, she's she's been, you know, I don't get involved in what happened, but I never even asked what happened, but... You know, people make mistakes, people get second chances, and it was just incredible to be there with her. Do you like her? I love her. Yeah? Love her. And, you know, we got along so well, and she was hilarious, and anyone she would cross path with, path with she, they would leave laughing and happy and smiling, and, you know, she would just transform. And from day one, you know, when um, we did our first show, the backlash was like, just trying to stay positive for her, trying to keep her motivated to, you know, the last, we made the final and people were like cheering for her. We got standing ovations. She flipped them. She flipped (laughs) them. And just to be there next to her, to see her like smile again, you know, she would talk about like ever since that day happened, her life has been completely changed. And Dancing with the Stars gave her the opportunity to, to kind of 
relive moments that she didn't get the chance to do. So for me, things like that are winning. Until you win. And then you're going to be Until like, this is the real okay. deal. And then, yeah, and then, and then, then. It's all just- well, the good thing is I get to see the trophy every day. You know, I'm looking at her trophy. Where do you keep yours? Everywhere I walk. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like figure out where's the most common place that Sasha's going to be and I just pop it there. Uh, no, we we uh, put it in the dining room. We've kind of got it like <laughs> a when shelf. when you walk in. Mine's yeah. on the bar in my kitchen. Like, ah, so it's right there. That's awesome. It's I right there. That. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I got, yeah, it, I love it. You got to showcase it. You got to be proud of it. Yeah, it's they, a once in a lifetime. The Country Music Hall of Fame asked for it to keep it for a year, and I was like, no, not yet. <laughs> so I gave them because I bought my MC Hammer jacket, so I let them hang that up in the yeah. museum. But I was like, you can't have the mirror ball. It means too much to me right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like a dance competition, you know? Who would have thought like a dance competition would mean so much? It's because you guys go through so much to get to that spot. People don't realize how hard and how rewarding this competition is because all they see is the final product. They don't see you flying from one city to another, learning, trying to dance and learning this and the pros being like giving you all this work to do. They just see dancing, the blah, 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 and then you come out, get your scores, do the floss, fall over, <laughs> see you later. Do the floss. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't see the hard work. So when, when you guys, you know, get to a specific week in the competition or get to tell a specific story that no one's ever seen about you or heard – it's kind of special because it's the first time people get to see it and you walk out a better person. What if you get a partner and you have to say any names, but if you, what if you get a partner and you're like, there's no way we're going to win? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's like, happened, yeah. You're like, there's no way. So how do I, can, I can say I can I can speak about this openly. Like, so after my first season with Bill Engvall, um, I was just off of the troop, got pro for the first time. It went really well. We got to finals and then. Um, the next season I got Billy D. Williams, who was 76 at the time. Um, really lovely guy, but, but 76 and dare I say, mobility wise, probably even older than that. Like he, he really, he was so challenged physically. He couldn't, he couldn't move, let alone dance. So I was just, I was constantly, um, just trying to keep him positive and hold him up and, um, and make this as comfortable for him as possible. It wasn't even remotely about entertaining or trying to get as far as, well, trying to get as far as we can, but like it wasn't even remotely about winning. That's a different season. When you get someone like that, you just want to make sure they have the best time of their life and they have a really good experience. Mm. And that you can make it entertaining for what they can do. But it's more like, you know, I need the troupe, I need lots of set, I need like, you know, pyros and bells and whistles. But but for sure, and, and Billy D had to pull out because of... Oh, he um, did? Yeah, in week three... Um, he he had to pull out for I think back injury. Is that frustrating for you though? Because you know, not on him, but you go. I'm not going to last that long. This is a season I kind of um, got to write off. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would have. I remember thinking in that season, I really wanted to dance with Charlie White, which is actually Shana's partner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just being sort of super super open. Um, I really wanted to dance with Charlie White. He he had the best personality. He just I loved his laugh. Like he was so happy and upbeat. I was like, and and on top of that, as an ice dancer, like an, an ice dancer, and I was like, yes, I can. I had a great season last season. I can win this season. That is the guy that I want to dance with. And I actually thought that I was going to meet him the day that I met Billy D. Williams. So, so when I met Billy D. Williams, I was laughing to myself so hard because I was thinking, why am I so stupid? I, I, I completely thought I was going to dance with somebody else. But we, I ended up having a really good friendship with Billy D. And, and we even started sharing the same publicist as well, um, who I still use today. She's great. Uh, but it, it was a great season for, for different reasons. I knew I wasn't going to win. I, I, it wasn't going to be about the dancing, but I got, I got to go to a lot of comic cons and I got a lot of, kind of <laughs> I, did, I really did. And I got a lot of, um, um, like what, like interesting conversations and people wanted to talk to me because I was dancing with the Billy, Willie, uh, Billy, Willie, Billy T. Williams, <laughs> Billy, Billy, Willie. <laughs> you ever Free get, Willie. and again, you have to say, but you ever get partners that you're like, we just don't get along the whole time. And you're like, this is miserable. Yeah, because that sucks. I don't know, I don't know how that would be able to work if you don't. Because again, Char and I had wonderful times and a few really rocky times. But if we didn't like, if you didn't like each other, or yeah. and even really respect each other, there's no way that can be a healthy relationship. Totally, absolutely, no, it's hard. Um, go ahead, sir. I'm go on. Well, <laughs> I never really had any, but I I had a partner that I would say I wouldn't be friends with outside of of working together. 
But I never really butted heads in a big way to where it was a huge deal with any of my partners. I always said I've been so lucky. Yeah, there was maybe one that uh, that it was different to what I thought it was going to be, and and I probably and and as a result don't really uh, you know have any continue a friendship. Yeah. With. Sasha, anybody like that with you? Where you're like, oof, brutal. No, not not really. I mean, I've been really lucky with all my celebrities and. You know, as a the most thing that would hurt the pros is because you put so much time and effort into it, and when someone takes it kind of for granted. And I mean, to be honest, it hasn't really happened to me. All the partnerships that I've had, I've stayed really, really close friends with. I mean, Simone and Tara Jolay. So I'll, uh, Tara Jolay was the first little person to be on the show, oh, and I danced with her. She's great, and we had so much fun. I mean, she's got a mouth on her. And we just, we talk like once a week still. And she was great. Yeah. And then you guys get engaged on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That you, was scary. You I proposed got, on the show. And I think it was a consolation prize because I got eliminated the week before <laughs> dancing with Rick Perry. Um, <laughs> and then the next week uh, we got engaged and it was insane. I was trying to grab his butt on TV because I just do that. And he had the ring in his but pocket so he <laughs> was trying was to like hit my hand out of the way hand. but um uh i when we stopped like in the dress run i had no idea what was going on and you didn't know what's coming at all no okay no and first of all that song is our song so we kind of acknowledged oh this is our song you know this i is- messaged ashley and i was like this is the song what song was it um it was bruno mars yeah the way you are and then, and so we were dancing to that, and I thought, oh god, that's great, babe. Listen, it's our song. We choreographed it. Next thing I know, the wardrobe fitting, they're putting me in my favorite dress. Like it, it was a dress that that kind of like started, dare I say, started a trend on dance with stars. Were like see through, like really gorgeous. And then, um, and everybody always talked about it. So they put me in this dress, and I was like, oh my god, this is like the dress. And um, the song, the dress, the song, the dress. But I still didn't think of it. Then it, Shana saw that they put a mic pack in my dress, which I was eliminated. They didn't need to do, I'm not speaking, they didn't need to do that for the show, but she didn't say anything and I didn't even think about it. They told me, oh, Tom's going to ask you a few questions. So in the dress run, he didn't. In the actual live show, Tom comes over, but I was prepared for it because they said he might ask you a few questions. But then in the dress run, we finished that. It was a bumper and a bumper is something that you do like a little dance, 30, 40 seconds from dance to dance, from commercials. And Erin Andrews was watching in the dress run and she's like, oh, will you two already get engaged? And I just looked up at her and I just went, what just happened? Why did she say that? She no one knew. There oh, was she only, didn't know. She was just, no one that knew. was an organic thought. That yeah. was organic because, you know, the chemistry was just amazing. And then um, on the live show, Tom comes up and he just goes, Sasha, I know you've always wanted to host the show, so I'm just going to let you take it away. And then I looked at Emma, and then Emma's face was just like, <gasps> I was hyper- Did you know it was coming then? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I, then she I, knew, I yeah. knew it was coming then. Because I turned around and I went, baby. And she went, <laughs> And I just was not at all cool or gracious at all. Like, my face was awful. I just hyperventilated so hard. And, um, and, then, and then, yeah, we got engaged, and it was awesome. Wow, look at that. Well, listen, we've done an hour here. Oh, really? Wow. That's yeah. so quick. We've done an hour. Um, let's, uh, your socials, Sasha, yours is Sasha Farber, right? S- At Instagram? Yeah. Uh, Sasha Farber 1. Oh, is there another Sasha Farber? <laughs> is there another one? <laughs> there is, there Sasha is. Sasha Farber 0? You haven't had to buy that from? <laughs> Sasha Farber 1. Emma, yours is? The Emma Slater on the, Instagram. So there's Emma Slater already taken and Sasha Farber already taken. Yes, Emma Slater is a uh, horse rider in <laughs> England. <laughs> mm. Someone has like, Bobby Bones too. He's like a kid who got it way early. Like really? A, yeah, he won't sell it to me. I've tried to buy it like three, four times. No! Really? And he doesn't even really use it. it <sighs> but I've offered, and it, the money keeps going up over the years, but now it's like I'm assigned to mine. So. Yeah. yeah, you got Mr. Bobby Burns. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you two are my favorites. Yeah. I'm so happy. We we're we're going to go hang out and, and, and actually talk human stuff. Yeah. But um, I'm really glad you got to come by yeah. and you got to come to the studio and glad you're in town. And so, um, all right. Thank I'll you so see you guys much. back in California. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Except, except for what we're about to do right now, which is just get in a car and go eat. But other yeah. than that, yeah. <laughs> All right, this has been, what, Mike, what episode is this, Mike? 157? This has been episode 157 of the BobbyCast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and thanks to our sponsors. And we will see you next time. 
Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.